Hi, I'm Mindy. I'm on Team Parents. I'm Zach, and I'm on Team Parents. I'm Marshall, and I'm on Team Kids. I'm Elena, and I'm on Team Kids. And this is the Kids vs. Parents Trivia Podcast. We have an exciting guest today with us to ask us questions. We love it when we have guests to ask us questions because then Zach and I get each other on Team Parents. And we have Bryn Nelson. Bryn Nelson is a former student of mine, but also an amazing children's author and a mother and a lover of fantasy and fiction. Um, Bryn, hello. Hi. Thanks so much for inviting me. We're so excited to have you here. I introduced you a little bit, but tell us about yourself and especially tell us about your books and why you are uh, an expert on the topic to hear to ask us questions about fantasy and fairy tales. Okay. Um, my whole life, I have been reading and writing fantasy. I'm a big fan of fairy tale retellings in particular, and I just kind of absorb all kinds of random knowledge about the genre. And so I'm really excited that I get to use that weird information today. It's going to be fun to talk about fantasy, classic fantasy, and also fairy tales in some of their original forms and some Disney forms. Uh, I have a children's, a middle grade adventure novel, fantasy adventure novel about a dragon. It's called Dragon, if you couldn't tell, subtitles in parentheses. And it is a very sassy, sarcastic character that goes on an adventure and it's intended for like precocious 12 year olds but really I've had kids as young as seven enjoy it and my 60 year old dad thinks it's hilarious so lots of range there it's a very cute book thank you and then I have a series of prompt books out for writers some of them are for older people but some of them are for kids preteens who want to write and want to write about something they care about and some of them are fairy tale fantasy related Brent, we will put links of your books onto our social media page so everyone can check them out on their own because they're so great and they really should read them and use your story prompts to write their own stories. And we're so excited for you to be here. I don't know how much I'm going to know about this topic, but I think Elena will do pretty well. Elena, what do you think? I'm really interested in fairy tales and especially villains. All right. And Marshall, what about you? How are you feeling about fairy tales? Mm, I don't really know like anything about fairy tales. Then maybe it'll be good to have Elena on your team. Zach, how are you feeling? I feel like Elena is going to take this. I don't know how much I have to contribute to this, but I'm excited to find out. Bryn, tell us how our rounds are going to work today and what we should expect. All right, we have 20 total questions. In the first round, there are five for kids and five for parents. Each question is worth a point. And then in the second round, there are five questions for kids and five questions for parents and each, or one question in the second round for each team has a bonus point attached. So it's possible to get 11 points per team. Ooh, bonus point. I love that. We're going to play music after each question so you can answer at home. Okay, I think we're ready. We should do it. Kids are going to start. Let's do it. All right. Question number one for the kids. Name the author of the original written version of the fairy tale, The Little Mermaid. Well, I know that most original fairy tales are written by the Brothers Grimm, so I'm going to guess that. The Brothers Grimm is a really good guess. Um, they did record a lot of the fairy tales we read. 
The original version of The Little Mermaid, however, was written by the author Hans Christian Andersen. Does that sound familiar? Have you heard that name before? Yeah, yeah I know that was the other one. Grimm Brothers was a good guess. I think they actually have more material. All right. Should we move on to parents' question? Let's do it. All right. Related question. Parents, in the original version of The Little Mermaid, what does the mermaid turn human become at the end? I remember. Uh, so, Mindy, is it she turns into sea foam? Yes, she turns into sea foam. It is not as positive and happy as the Disney version, the original at the end. When I was in the second grade, they took us to see a play, a staged version of the Hans Christian Andersen version of Little Mermaid. And nobody told me it didn't end like the Disney version. And I cried my eyes out the entire drive home. I was so mad. It was it was rough. Okay, should we move on? All right, question two. All right, kids, who is the author of the book, The Hobbit? Last name is totally acceptable. Actually, in my class, one of the students' moms is reading us The Hobbit, and she talked a lot about the author, and it I can't remember his first name, but his last name is Tolkien. Very good. J.R.R. Tolkien. Point for the kids. Marsh, have you heard that before? Does that sound familiar? No, it does not. All right. Have you heard of The Hobbit? Yeah, kind of. Or The Lord of the Rings? Same guy. Kind of. Or Gollum? Any of the, yeah, that? I've yeah, I've heard of them. Okay. All right. Parents. What is the first name of J.R.R. Tolkien's child who annoyed the writer so much that he had to write The Hobbit down? Oh, man, I don't know. That's that's an interesting story, though. It is. The, the author was telling the story as a bedtime tale. And his child kept saying, but you said that the hat was blue. You said the door was round. And so he cursed and stomped across the room and started writing down the story. Well, I'm going to go with the male name. I don't know, but just because that sounds to me like maybe a, a son. Um, so I'm going to say maybe James. I'm going to say his son, Frodo. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Bilbo. (laughs) Tolkien did not have a son, Bilbo or Frodo or James. The name is actually Christopher. Christopher Tolkien. Christopher. Um, when that lady was telling us that story, she actually told us about that. I didn't know the name of the kid, Um, but I knew that story. I think you know more about this than we do. Probably. Okay. Question three for the kids. Let's see if you can do it. Name all seven dwarves from Disney's Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. You got this. Okay. Well, there's Happy, Grumpy, Doc. Almost halfway. Sleepy. Sleepy. One of them has big, long sleeves and a purple hat. Remember? No. Sleepy, right? Talk much. And he doesn't talk. 
Sleepy? Silly? Really close, Marshall. They got four. Should we give them half a point? I think half a point. <laughs> All right, half a point for the kids. Points. How do you get a half a point? So one of them is bashful. And then which ones others did they miss? I can't remember. Dopey. Sneezy and dopey. Bashful, sneezy, and dopey. Oh, sneezy, that's right. This might be more of an indictment of our own parenting than, we, than their knowledge. We've done this question before in a different Disney one, but you only had to name a few. Half a point for the kids. Let's torture the parents a little. There are two classic fairy tales that involve a character named Snow White. One is Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. What is the title of the other Snow White story? Is it Snow White and the Huntsman? Nope. It's a, it's a spinoff of Snow White. That's the only... I know because we're reading a fairy tale kind of series right now that has the Huntsman in it with Snow White. Zach, do you have any guesses? Snow White and... I'm trying to think where else... Oh, is it Snow White and Rose Red? Very good. I remember this from my grandma reading me books from like childcraft books when I was a kid. Snow White and Rose Red. Yes, that accessed my like far, far back memory. <laughs> there we go. Wow, nice job. Yeah, Snow White and Rose Red. They are sisters, and it is a very weird story. Uh, yeah, I don't remember the story, but I do remember that being in the book. All right, kids, in Disney's movie Hercules, what is the name of the messenger god? learned about greek mythology like we did a bunch of greek mythology last year and isn't it hermes hermes very good all right point kids okay parents this one might be my favorite question i've got because it's so weird okay also in the disney movie hercules every character uses their greek name except for one whose roman variation is used which character goes by the wrong name Okay, they use Zeus and Hera and Hercules and Hades. Those are all Greek. Trying to think. It is a male character. I will give you that. Male character. Mm. The character who goes by the wrong name is Hercules. Hercules is the Roman variation. The Greek name is Heracles. In my class when we were doing Greek mythology, she talked about Hercules, um, and this kid in my class kept being like, "It's Heracles." Man, it Elena kind of knows. Elena knows more these more than we do. That's awesome, though. Okay, kids, which traditional fairy tale has its own variation in virtually every culture and history in the world? Also, we learned about this last year. Um, it is Cinderella. Very good. It is Cinderella. Point kids. Shout out to the public school system, Lena. Nice job. Miss Pryor loves fairy tales. Shout out to Miss Pryor. Very good. Yeah, almost every culture, if not every culture, has 
some form or variation of Cinderella. Most of them involve her shoes. I find that fascinating. All right, for the end of round one, parents. In the most famous European, European version of Cinderella, which I believe is the French version, one of the chores Cinderella is tasked with by her stepmother is to remove what thing from the ashes of the fire? You might know this because of musical theater. Yes, I do know this because of Stephen Sondheim. That's why I know this. She had to pick lentils out of the fire. They throw the lentils in the fire, in the ashes, in the fireplace, and she has to pick them out. And there's a whole song about picking the lentils out of the fire and into the woods. Yes. Well done. Yes. Okay. So are we taking a break between round one and round two? Is that what we do? Kids, are you ready for round two? I'm ready. Marshall? I'm ready. All right, kids, I don't know if you've read these, so it might just be a mean question, but name the four Pevensey children from the Chronicles of Narnia. For a bonus point, provide the name of their obnoxious cousin. I have not read that. That is okay, although it is delightful. The answer is Peter, Edmund, Susan, and Lucy. Actually, switch Susan and Edmund. I had that in the wrong order. And their cousin is named Eustace Clarence Scrub, which they make fun of in the books. It's quite amusing. We'll have to read those. That needs to be next on our list. Yes. All right. For the parents, name at least five of the seven Chronicles of Narnia books. For a bonus point, name all seven in order of the story's chronology. <laughs> all right, I won't get the seven, but I might I might get a half point. I can do some of them. Okay, I'll see if I have anything to add. Well, there's The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, of course. And there's Prince Caspian. Yep. Okay, that might be all I know. <laughs> I was going to say, you've exhausted my knowledge on this. So. That's okay. All right. And in the order of the chronology of the story, which is not the order it was published, um, it starts with the magician's nephew. Oh, that's right. That's right. And then you have the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And then the horse and his boy, which is set during the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe's ending. Um, and then Prince Caspian, uh, yeah, Prince Caspian, I think, is next. And then the silver chair. No, oh, sorry. The Prince Caspian, Voyage of the Dawn Treader, the silver chair, and then the last battle. Yes. Right? Some of those ring a bell now yeah, that they come Silver up. chair. I do remember that one vaguely. It's a great title. Okay. Kids, in what ancient culture are dragons associated with luck and health? Well, isn't it Chinese or China, Very right? Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because we um, go to a Chinese immersion school. And they they do uh, Chinese New Year very heavily. That's awesome. Yeah, these kids know a lot about Chinese culture. Great. Well, got them a point. And we just know Chinese. That is more than I can say. 
All right, parents, what is the difference between a dragon and a wyvern? Some people pronounce it wyvern. I'm not sure which one it is. I've not heard of a wyvern. That's a difference right there. There's one of them I've heard of <laughs> and one I haven't. So I want to say that maybe dragons breathe fire because that's a very distinct uh, characteristic of a dragon. So maybe a dragon breathes fire and a wyvern does not. That is a very good guess. It is actually that a dragon has four legs and a wyvern or wyvern has two. And mm. they just melt their tail. They kind of prounce around <laughs> on their two legs. Now I want to see an animation of that. Yeah, I need to see that in action. All right, kids. From what culture does the hero Paul Bunyan originate? I don't know who Paul Bunyan is. I feel like I've heard of him vaguely. Oh, well now I think the American school system has failed. You've not heard about Paul Bunyan at all? A little bit. No. I've heard of him. That's okay. I've all heard right. his name. Paul Bunyan is a folklore character known for woodcutting, among other things. From any guesses sliding in? Where would those stories originate? It's kind of a lumberjack. Massachusetts? Go a little broader. You're really Where, Where's Massachusetts? What country what, what is country? Massachusetts in? What country do we live in? The United States. Very good. Paul Bunyan is an American folklore hero. I'm going to give you guys a half point for that because you got some help from your parents. How about Wait, that? I have heard of that. And he has a he has a pet that walks around with him. Well, that's in your question, though. Oh, okay. Oh. We can't talk about that. <laughs> I mean, you can. It's your question, so you already know. All right. That was that was a good try, kids. That's I feel like it's kind of a forgotten thing in our culture, which is sad because people are like, we don't have our own fairy tales. Yes, we do. We call them folk tales. Okay, parents. Paul Bunyan has a companion, like you said. I actually had to Google the second half of this because I wasn't sure. But what color and gender is this companion? It's Babe the Blue Ox. So I would assume Babe is a female. I think, in my head, I think Babe is female. But maybe Babe is male. I don't know. But it's blue, and its name is Babe. It is blue. Its name is Babe. I'm going to give you a half point because Babe is actually a guy, according to the internet. All right. But blue, yes. Babe the Blue Ox. Kids, what is the name of the fairy tale character who is famous for the length of their hair? Is it Rapunzel? Good job, Rapunzel. Has very long hair, right up until the end. Very good. All right, parents, after what kind of plant was Rapunzel named? Rapunzel plant. (laughs) I'd never thought of this, that there's a plant, but is it some kind of a vine? It is not a vine. Good guess. I kind of know this. What type, Elena? Tell us. It's magical, and it is a flower. Nope. Sorry, that's the Disney version. In the original fairy tale... We don't know. 
All right, the parents of Rapunzel, uh, the mother is craving fresh vegetables. And so the father goes and steals them from the witch's garden next door. Oh, this is also an Into the Woods reference. This One of the plants he steals is Rapunzel lettuce. She's named for a lettuce. Mm. For our final question, you guys have done really well. I'm impressed. Kids, in the story of Thumbelina, what creature tries to marry Thumbelina? A frog. Good job. It is a frog. Well, it's a toad, but we're going to give it frog because I don't honestly know the difference. Very good. All right. And parents in Thumbelina, the title character is not born. Rather, she grows from what? Acorn? Good guess. Yeah, a seed of some kind. It is a seed. Do you know what kind of seed? It's very specific. I don't know. That's okay. It is a barley corn. If you watch the Don Bluth movie, it actually references the right thing. Giacomo the bird says, she planted a tiny barley corn. He says it really funny in French. All right, but you guys did really well. The, the kids got seven total out of 10. That's pretty good, kids. Yeah, nice job. That's good. Parents are exactly half that at three and a half points. Three to half. I think we did pretty good. Those are hard questions. Those that was are good. hard questions. So I'm really impressed with you guys. And I love that you're doing this podcast. I think it's so cool. Thank you so much for coming. We really loved it. We always love having guest hosts, especially ones who were so knowledgeable. This was great. Thank you. We have so much reading to go catch up on now. Yeah. And um, if you guys want recommendations on books, I'm happy to send them your way. Oh, we love that. We love that. I wonder how people at home did count up your points and see who won. I'm Mindy. I'm on Team Parents. I'm Zach. I'm on Team Parents. I'm Marshall and I'm on Team Kids. I'm Elena and I'm on Team Kids. And this has been the Kids vs. Parents Trivia Podcast. <laughs>